Hello, I'm Jessica Evans, your door-to-door storyteller, and I'd like to give you a story. This story is called "The Angel's Door" by Christopher Ribold. Zita grabbed the door handle. Wait just a minute, Zita. Where do you think you are going? Asked Mrs. Fadinelli. To midnight mass, Mistress. Zita replied. Not dressed like that, you're not," said Mrs. Fadinelli. "These are my best clothes," Zita protested. "It's Christmas Eve. You said I could go." "Yes, yes. I meant that you needed something warmer," said Mrs. Fadinelli. Mrs. Fadinelli went to the hall closet. She took out a beautiful, full-length, heavy wool cloak. It was bright red with a high collar and polished ivory buttons. "Here, Zita, take this," said Mrs. Fadinelli. But please be careful. This is my best cloak. Mister Fatnelli and I will be very cross if you return it with tears or lost buttons. Zita smiled. Thank you, Mistress. She exclaimed. Zita draped Missus Fatnelli's fabulous cloak around herself and fastened the top button. The cloak was a bit long on her, but it was very comfortable and warm. Then she opened the door and hurried down the front steps. The night was dark and unusually cold. The shops were all closed, and most of the merchants and their families were already in bed. Every window was covered in a thick frost. Icicles hung from the corner roof tiles, and there were a few snowflakes in the air. The wooden heels of Zita's shoes made a clop, clop, clopping sound as she walked down the uneven cobblestone street. Soon, she turned onto the Via San Frediano. As she did so, she heard the tower bells start to ring in the distance. She would have to hurry, or she would be late for mass. Zita ran the rest of the way. As she approached the church, she could see a warm light streaming out of the portico windows below the beautiful mosaic of Christ ascending into heaven, and she could faintly hear the singing of the choir inside. She raced up the steps, but before she could enter the church, she nearly tripped over a poor beggar sitting in the doorway. He was dressed in threadbare rags and shivering from the cold. The beggar didn't say anything to Zita, but he looked at her imploringly. Moved with compassion, Zita took off Mrs. Fatnelli's fine cloak and draped it over the desperate man. Here, she said, "This will keep you warm while I am inside, but it is not mine to give. I will have to have it back after mass." Zita went inside. She found a seat just as one of the servers rang the sacristy bells to signal the start of mass. The mass was magical. The choir sang beautifully. The statues and stained glass seemed to come alive in the flickering light of a hundred candles. And the sweet smell of incense lingered in the air. There were four readings, including the Christmas story, as recounted in Luke's Gospel, one of Zita's favorites. When the mass ended, Zita felt very happy and full of the Christmas spirit. All of her problems seemed far, far away. Then she stepped back out into the cold night, only to discover that the poor beggar had left and taken Mrs. Fatnelli's cloak with him. Zita's heart sank. She would have to tell Mrs. Fatnelli that her prized fleece mantle was gone. The temperature had fallen, and the gentle snowflakes that had accompanied her on her way to mass had now turned into angry squalls. As Zita hurried home, her face and hands went pale. Her dark wavy hair clung to her cheeks in long, wet strands, and her lips turned blue. She crept quietly back into the house. The family and the other household servants were all fast asleep. But Zita had to stay up. She had been granted her request to go to midnight mass, but she would now have to work through the night to bake the sweetbreads. The family would expect them to be ready in the morning. When Christmas morning arrived, the Fatnelli family came downstairs to find Zita 
just taken the sweetbreads out of the oven. She was exhausted and covered with flour. With tears in her eyes, Zita presented herself to Mrs. Fatnelli to explain what had become of the expensive red cloak. Just then, there was a knock at the front door. Mr. Fatnelli answered it. When he opened the door, he was surprised to find a poor beggar holding Mrs. Fatnelli's red cloak in his hand. The beggar simply smiled and handed the cloak to Mr. Fatnelli. Then, without a word, he turned and walked down the front steps. Suddenly, there's a strong gust of wind, and the silent beggar disappeared behind a curtain of wind-blown snow. A moment later, when the snow cleared, the beggar was gone. Mr. Fatnelli rushed outside to search for the poor mendicante. At the bottom of the stairs, he looked this way and that. He ran out into the streets, shouting, Hello! Hello! But the only reply he received was an icy howl from the wind. Mr. Fatnelli was so stunned by the man's disappearance that for a minute or two he simply did not feel the cold, and he lost track of the passage of time. Pagano! Get back in here this instant! cried Mrs. Fatnelli. You'll cut your death standing out there in your night clothes. The sound of his wife's voice brought Mr. Fatnelli back to the present, and he realized that he was indeed standing in the snow in his nightshirt and stocking feet. He came back inside and sat down, while one of the servants went to get hot water and a blanket. As the color returned to Mr. Fatnelli's cheeks, Zita told everyone about her experience the night before. They listened and were amazed. For some time after Zita finished speaking, the family and servants discussed the matter until finally Mr. Fatnelli declared, I can see no other explanation. Surely this man was no ordinary beggar, but an angel of God, who responded to Zita's compassion by visiting us this morning. What a wonderful gift we have received this Christmas. Soon, everyone in the little Tuscan town of Luca had heard the story of Zita, the angel, and the cloak. To this day, the story is told every Christmas in that part of Italy. And the door to the Basilica of San Frediano, where Zita met the poor beggar, is still known as the angel's door. You just listened to The Angel's Door by Christopher Reibold, read to you by your door-to-door storyteller, Jessica Evans. Thank you for listening. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater, with the permission of the licensor, granted under a copyrighted license agreement. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.